All right, so here we go. Today's guest on Full Profits Podcast is none other than Ashley Treasure Theophane. Peace, my brother. All right, what's good, my man? Man, another beautiful day, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time out to do this interview with me. No, so good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So tell me about it. How did you get started, started in boxing, my man? Okay, so for me, it was my dad was a fan of the fan of the sport. He used to watch the fights, the America, the big American fights. Me as a kid, I was like five years old. I used to watch it with him. And then I was just like, oh wow, this looks so fun. The, you know, these men going at it, seeing guys getting like KO'd and stuff. So I was like, yo, dad, I want to try this out. And then I went to a gym that was near our area. And I just loved the sport, man. It was just fun to go in there and just go to war with little kids, with other little kids. So um, for me, it was just fun. So from when I was like eight years old, I started to box. And um, yeah, it's been my whole life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a little bit of the boxing um, early on. Well, not early on, maybe around in my teenage years. I kind of got yeah. into it. I got into it mainly because uh, I had a, a anger issue. So, okay. yeah, I, I got into this one fight with this kid, man. I, I beat him up so bad, you know, that they were like, yo, you, you're you going to end up in jail. Yeah. You're going to end up in jail. So I also, up... if you can fight, they're like, yo, you might have used those, you might have used those skills and exactly. go and box. You know what I'm saying? If you can actually fight and, you, and you've never done boxing, you should try it out because you never know. So, yeah. yeah, for real, man. It's uh, And you know what it is? I think the sport is good if you got anger. And you know, it is. There's a lot of youths who have. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we ain't taught, like, what we should do with it. And if you're from a particular area, you're going to get into fights in the street. A lot of kids nowadays, they don't even fight. They just shoot each other or they just stab each other. So um, it's definitely good to get into a sport, like, when you're young, because then it keeps you away from getting into that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I see a, a lot of that. Well, we, we're definitely seeing a lot of that now in this era of of yeah. of, of or this generation of life right yeah, now, yeah, where yeah. a lot of these guys are shooting, they're shooting up everything. But a lot of that comes yeah. from guys not knowing how to talk it out. Yeah, or, they don't know how to fight. They don't yeah. know how to fight, so they just get their knives or they just get their guns and just yeah. start to go at it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 something like when I had my youth program uh, for yeah. twelve years, it was one of the things that I taught oh, them. Either you guys are going to talk or you got to go fight. You got to go in the alley and y'all yeah, got to scrap yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not yeah, going to get into, good. yeah, we're not going to get into pistol play right away yeah. just because a guy has a disagreement. We're going to find yeah, a way yeah, to make yeah. amends for this before it gets that. Because you know what? If you have a fight, if you win or lose, you kind of respect each other afterwards. You know what I mean? You respect each other. All right, cool, my man. We don't like each other, but you know what I'm saying? You got some hands on you and you know what I mean? It's cool, but. You don't have to be friends, but you can respect each other. Like after you've had your little your little fight, you know absolutely. I mean? So, but absolutely, this generation they don't do that. You know, what I mean, they just go straight to I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill you. They just go zero to one hundred. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, and it's a sad. That's a sad and scary situation yeah, when, when when you're looking at guys who can't who can't they can't talk and then they can't fight. So the natural thing yeah. for them to do is go get a gun. You know, that yeah. that's very self destructive. Very strong. And as a community, it's not nice to see, you know what I'm saying? Like you used to go before they even really live live their lives. So um, it's, it's always sad, man. You yeah, know? man. They never get a chance to travel the world. They never get a chance to fall in love. They never get a chance to yeah. buy their first house, you know? Yeah. They, they miss out on a lot by giving themselves up to the streets and being involved yeah. in a lot of the negative uh, energy that's out there. 
Yeah, yeah. 100. So as you were progressing in boxing, what made yeah. you realize, like, all right, I'm that dude. Like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, so basically, like, with me, so as I said, I started out, I used to watch the big fights in the USA, like, with my pups, and then I was amateur, and then I turned professional, and um, but I always, my love for the sport was always from, I watched the American guys. Like, Pert Pernell was one of my favorite guys, like, Ray Jones. Like, so, so much of these um, American guys that I idolized as a kid. And um, I wanted to go to America because, to me, the sport over here, it was boring. Like, I was like, there was Nigel Ben I liked. He used to go to America and fight the American guys. The, the, the British guys who I used to like were, like, Brits who went to America and fought them. So that was always my thing as a kid. I wanted to go to the USA. So in 2005, I was like nine and one. And I was like, you know what? I've got to go to the USA now because I'm like 24 years old. Like, I want to see if I got what it takes. And then um, I had family in New York. So I went to, I'd never been to America. I went to New York for like a month and I just had so much fun. And from the first day, they just showed me so much love and they believed in me. They said, yo, like, you're pretty good for a British guy. Mm -hmm. You're pretty good. Because see, that's what I'm saying. Now, a lot of these Brits, they're going over there. When I was over there, British folks wasn't going over to like America like nope. that. It was like, now it's all the in thing you got heard over there. So they're all flying over there. They feel safe, safe in that. But when I was over there, there was none of, I was there before Hatton was there. I was there before Khan was there. So it was just kind of me. So they was like, oh snap, this British guy can actually fight. Like, and even I was in New York at the time and they were like, like um, the New Yorkers were like, oh, I didn't know there was black, black folks in Britain. So it was like way, it was like back then when like blacks in America, like some blacks were like, we didn't even know there was blacks in England. And I'm like, yo, like same way that you guys are here, it's kind of like the same way that we're over there. We're know? everywhere, we're everywhere. Yeah, we're maybe. everywhere. So, um, so for me, I got so much love from the Americans that I kept wanting to go over there and to kind of get a break over there because I wasn't getting love where I was from. So that's kind of, they they helped me to believe in me because they were like, yo, you got what it takes. I was sparring with world champions. I was sparring with guys that were world ranked. And they were like, yo, like you can fight. You just got to get signed or whatever it is. And so that's where the grind like really was, man. Because at some point you end up in a Mayweather gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. So that's what I'm saying. So I was in America since 2005 and I would take trips like back and forth. And there was a few guys that tried to sign me in New York. Um, I ended up being like British champion. Um, I beat, I beat, what's it, Delvin Rodriguez? You remember yeah, him? Yeah, Delvin Rodriguez, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I beat him just after he had fought for the world belt and he was like world number three. And he was supposed, it was the weird thing was, he was supposed to fight, um, Canelo next and they wanted a warm-up first fight first and we, I guess we had sparring camp and his management Stan Hoffman thought that yeah like Ashley's a safe fight but I knew I could beat him so we got that fight he was world number three and my thing was that if I beat him I know I could get a world title shot next because I knew they were I knew that they were in line to fight Canelo next and um so we got into the fight I won I won the fight so that kind of put me up on the scene again because I was like world number four then. So um, and then I was British champion. So just to I was British champion. I went to um 
the Mayweather's gym. I was in New York, but I was in New York for two months and I wanted a little change because I was supposed to be there. And I was like, you know what? I saw that Floyd was in camp for, um, is it Guerrero? I think, I think Guerrero. No, Cotto. He was in camp for Cotto. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to go over to his gym and just see how it is and just train there and thing. So I went over there. And um, the first day that I was there, Floyd must have seen me in the gym. Knew He must have knew everyone in the gym at that time. And like, who's this new guy here? So he must have saw, I walk, walk, I watched, watched him spar. Then I was about to leave. And he said, yo, who are you? And then I just, oh, like I'm actually fair fame, British champion, blah, blah. He was like, all right, cool. And he just sized me up and down. He said, like, what is your win thing? I said, I had one. I was like, I said what I had won. And stuff. He's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I was there for two weeks and he was cool for me. Like every day he would say, yo, what's up? What want me to ask about myself? And then I left, I left Vegas and stuff. I said, cool, see you guys. And then a year went by. I wasn't British champion no more. I couldn't get no love in Britain again. So I was like, yo, I saw Ishay Smith. I just won the world title. Like Ishay Smith was like 34 years old. He was two years older than me. So I was like, yo, if Floyd Shane loves Ishay Smith and he's about the same, like done about the same as me, like once I'm lost some, I'm like, boom, I'm going to go over there and see if I can get onto TMT. Flew over to Ve Vegas now. The first day, like Floyd's like, oh, you come back. So I'm like, oh, snap. This dude remembered me like a whole year's gone by. He's sharp, like, oh, man. Snap. They don't know yeah, how sharp like, he oh. is. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, snap. But the thing is, like, now... I see that he meets so many pe people. So I was Absolutely. like, oh, snap, you remember me. So um, he, so when I went back there, he I would go for runs with him. He would watch me spar. He would ask about me in the gym. So he kind of, because he hadn't signed like no British guys at that time. And um, I, I had fought a few guys in America. So they knew I'd been in like um, the e e East Coast like for a while. So, like, um, he just kept on saying to me, oh, I can help out your career. I know you've done this stuff on your own, blah, 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 blah. And then um, it was after the Robert Guerrero's fight. We, have, we hadn't really talked about, like, I hadn't really talked about being on his team, but he was doing an interview with some reporters, like, when he had won, and he just said, yeah, like, i got guys from all over the world. And, like, i got this guy over here, Rash. He said, come over here. And I went over there. I was like, oh, snap. I didn't know I was on the TMT. I was like, oh, snap. I didn't know I was on the TMT. So, right. and then, then from then, it was like, oh, snap. You got society. So I went back home for like a month to regroup and stuff. And then I went back over there. And then, um, yeah, like I signed to him. And then that's when I fought on the um, Canelo card. And then we sparred in that. So um, that's what I'm saying. For me, one thing I, I've always liked about Floyd, um, he what he... Even though he gets a bad rep because he's got all his jewels, whatever it is, from that's up to the man because he makes his dough, he can spend it how he wants. But he he likes to help out folks who's had to do it the hard way. Cause he he knows he's he's he he's been a star from when he was an amateur, but because of his dad, his uncles, he knows this sport, he knows the hard part. Absolutely. So he, if you look. If you look at his the the guys who he a lot of guys he used to personally sign, they used to be guys who didn't really like Ishay Smith. Like Ishay Smith had an up and down career, yeah, but he yeah. sparred with Ishay. He knew Ishay could fight. He was like, "Yo, I want to help you. You know me. I want to help you be world champ champion." And then he was world champ. So a lot of guys he's tried to sign have been guys who've always been the B side or or haven't had a lot of love from like promoters. 
Badu Jack as well. He signed him. He wasn't really known at the time. Yeah. And he's guys that had like, a really guys that had a really hard role. Yeah. Floyd always and he, wanted he to went assist out to be him. like a two-time world champ. champ. Yeah. So um, I always liked Floyd that he wanted to help out the guys who a lot of the other promoters didn't want to show love to. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, and he and he would come up because he would come up to the team and he would say, "You all won't be able. You all won't be world champions, but I'm gonna help you to feed your family." So. You know what I mean? I think a lot of fans, like, sometimes they want to diss folks because you don't become world champion. Ah, oh, he's a bum. He's a bum. Like, it's a sport. You know what I'm saying? It's a sport. You win and you lose. Like, you try, as long as you try your best. And that's one thing Floyd would always say. As long as you try your best, I don't care if you win or lose. Just give your all in camp and just go out there and fight. So Absolutely. He was cool. And he was like, if you lose, I lose. So that's one thing I did like about Floyd, even though he was like, undefeated, blah, blah, blah. When he would chat to us, he would like, you know, he would be real, like, boom, you all won't be world champions, but I'm going to help you to be the best that you could be. Or like, there's some guys, if they couldn't pay rent, he would pay their rent. You know I mean? There's sometimes, if guys, they hadn't fought in a while, like, boom, you need some money. For the guys that wasn't from there, he would buy a lot of us cars and stuff to get around and down. So for me, that's why I ain't signed to Floyd Mayweather now, but, I'm still cool with him. If I'm, if he's in town, if he comes over here, boom, I can go and see them guys there. I still chat to them. So, like, for me, even some... Because it's some still a brotherhood guys. between you guys. It's yeah, still a brotherhood. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? I was with... I was signed to them for, like, five years. I'm still cool. And, like, Ann as well, who runs the company. Like, with Nate... With Nate, Nate Jones. Um, I trained with Nate Jones from Chicago for three years, you know, like, yep. you know what I mean? So, so Nate, so Nate was cool. We, Shout out we to were Nate both Snake. kind of hot, hot heads, so we would, like, bump each other. But Nate, overall, he's a, he's a good guy, you know what I mean? So I've always liked Nate, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So I was looking at your career. Did you ever at any point know what weight class you wanted to go to? Because I see a lot of the, you would move up and down throughout the weight classes. Um. So basically... At the start of my career, for majority of my career, I was like 140 pounds. I was 140 pounds. So majority of my career, I was 140 pounds from when I turned pro to when I fought AB for the world title. So that was like, for like 13 years of my career, whatever it is, I was 140. But you get older, then you, you, you know what I mean? So basically, my last, I think, my last like 10 fights, I just done... Um, 154 because I was just I was just going around the world just having easy fights. So for that time, that I didn't really watch. I just I was I'm just having fun, just going around the world, just just having little fights and stuff. So, but through my prime of my career, there was sometimes where I had to fight Delvin was world 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 to wait. I talk talk that fight because I knew he was world number three and I knew that I could um win. So there's some fights that I took that wasn't my weight division. But it was like what what the win would do for my career, so I fought out of my thing. So um, but no, throughout majority my prime years, I was one forty pounds. Okay, because I was looking, I was like, man, he went up and down the scales. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I was like, I, I see him at one forty, and then I see you up at one sixty. I was like, ah, oh, damn, man, he, and then he dropped back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what you see. There's a there's a lot of us who find it hard to, you know, well, all this. Most of us are not like Floyd who can maintain a low weight. You know what I mean? But, but the but thing about Floyd was he was always small. So him standing at 147 was just easy for him anyway because yeah, he never he, he never had to do much for that. Yeah. Well, that, well, there was a lot of times 
he like he would come into the gym, he would weigh himself, see he was underweight, and then he would just leave. So a lot of times that Floyd, even when Floyd fought um Canelo at 152, mm-hmm. he struggled to make the one the night before he was eating peak pizza to make the weight. I heard he I heard so about light. that. I heard about yeah. that. So so what I'm saying that and just imagine that before he fought Canelo before David, the fight, he was pizza. trying to get up to 150. Yeah, he's just trying to put on weight, he's forcing himself because he trained so hard and he just he, he, he could have stayed at the low weights if he wanted to, but the glamour weights, all like the money was at the higher weights. So he basically fought these guys who came down at his walking around weight. The night he fought Canelo, in your opinion, do, did you think Canelo had any chance of beating him? Um, the only thing, the week of the fight, which Floyd never talks about, his hands, I remember seeing him, because the week before the fight, he always used to have, um, like, it was like a pic- picnic where the TMT would come out, the community would all come out, and we would just hang around for it, just have fun, just play games and stuff. And I went to shake his hand, and he couldn't he couldn't close his hand. Oh, wow. So, so the week before he fought Canelo, his hands were sw- swollen and stuff. Like, they were just sore. So I was like, oh, snap. Like, how are you going to fight? I was like, how are you going to fight him in the week? So, so this is what I'm saying. His, he had bad hands that plagued him. So, you know what I mean? He gets this, but oh, he can't punch. He just runs, blah, blah. Like, a lot of his fights, he fought with bad hands. Even, he just never talks about it. He just I never agree. talks about it. I agree. And you can kind of tell during the course of a fight when the when the hands are actually bothering him. You can, you yeah, can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, at that time, like, Floyd had trained hard. You know, you know, it, is, it was weird. A lot of times with Floyd... <laughs> Said the dog, Sarah, calm down, calm down. So she's going off. She hears anyone outside, she starts to bark. Stop, stop, stop. All right, but I'm um, not nah, with Floyd. He trained so hard. We a lot of times I I would see him in the gym and I was like, he's gonna KO this guy. But then when he goes into the fight, he just boxes them. Yeah. So um, you know what I mean? In the gym, he I remember there was times I was gonna spar Floyd. And like the week, the weeks before, like Floyd was KOing guys. I was like, snap. Like I got I got I got spar with Floyd like next, next week. Like right. my man's on form, you know what I mean? So um a lot of times in the gym, it just looked crazy because Floyd would just put his hands up and just go to war with a lot of guys, and a lot of guys would get dropped. So it, it's do you think that he may that, have just been practicing that just in case he had to in the, through the throughout the course but of the you know fight? What is, I found it weird that you could do a whole camp. Just like just like beating up guys, like you standing there, boom, boom, boom. Then when it comes to a fight, you can box for twelve rounds. Like in in the ring, he wouldn't use his feet a lot in the ring. Like when he would spot, he wouldn't he wouldn't move around the ring a lot. Mm-hmm. He would stand there, stand there, and just go at the guys. So I always found it weird that in a fight, he, he could just box for twelve rounds easy and make it look easy. So like I guess he was always. I guess he was, I guess he could always box. So mm-hmm. that wasn't his thing, but he worked, like, say, if the Cotto fight, he had to fight Cotto so he could always go to war if he had to go to war. Yeah. So, but um, I just found it weird. Man, I, I felt like with that fight, with the Cotto fight, I felt like if there was some pop on those punches, Cotto wouldn't have been able to last no 12 rounds, man, because yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. he was popping, he was popping Cotto, but it, it was wasn't a good, nothing. good fight, though. It was, it was but it, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> nothing that was like, 
it was like it wasn't eating Cotto. It wasn't making him back off. But Cotto always had a good chin as well, though. Cotto true. always had a good chin, very, and Cotto always came in big in the fights. Always and him Fred, and Canelo. Fred gonna come in big, big in the fight. The same thing that Fred weighs, he's gonna weigh the same on the fight night or weigh less. Absolutely. But the other guys, they're gonna put on like like pounds. They're gonna be much much more weight. So um, so yeah, it's, it was interesting being around Floyd for five years. Just seeing the way the best just does what he does, it, you know, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was good. Yeah, I, I I remember hearing guys say that Floyd is different when it comes to working out. They say he goes uh, above and beyond the the regular training regimen of everybody else, and he doesn't he doesn't stop until he feels like he's uh until like someone kicks him out or they tell him that you've had enough <laughs> of the day, champ. You know, you know what? There would be times you would watch, watch him and be tired just watching a man like, how is he still good fit? Because we would work out before. Some of us would stay to watch for it and some would go. But the times I would stay, I would just watch the man. Like when he was in form, he would just train for like three hours straight, just be in his zone. Like, you know what I mean? So um, sometimes I wonder if he misses that. Because sometimes being in, because being in, Watching Floyd train sometimes was like an event in itself. Music was going on. The vibes was good. Yeah. You would see like stars would come in to watch him and all of that. Like it, it was nice. It was a it, nice event. It was like an event to watch him train on some days. Is it true that he would come in and train like three hours at different times of the day? Um, well, I knew there was sometimes like, I think, he would sometimes like he's I think to me, I think his main thing, he would normally come in around three to four o'clock. He would come in like three to four o'clock. He would train hard then. And then I think he would come in later at night, like one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning. Like so. So sometimes he would come in, he would come in in the afternoon slot and then he would do a pri private one on his own with just his team as well. OK, so um, he would okay. do he, he, he would do that as well. But um. Yeah, like it was interesting. It was interesting to see like how he trains. Because to me, I always thought when he retires and he's gone, it's gonna be kind of like you know when like these guys who were in camp with Ali and stuff, where they were like, "Yo, like we used to do." Because Eddie Mustafa, Starfer, he used to be in camp with Ali, and he yeah. always would tell us the way it was in camp with Ali. Cause he used to spar with Ali. And I'll be like, yo, man, that sounds like so much fun, you know? Because I'm a young guy to him. So he's talking about like, back in the day. So I, like my thing is like, yo, in 20 to 30 years time when we're like old men and we're saying, yeah, I used to be in the gym with TPE, Floyd, like Floyd Mayweather, he used to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're yeah. going to be old men then. So like we're still like young, youngish now. Floyd's just retired and he's still doing his little thing now. But when we're proper old men and we're chatting to the young boys, like, yo, yeah, man, I used to spar with, you know, Floyd Mayweather. They'll be like, nah, you didn't used to spar with Floyd. Like, yo, we used to spar. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's going to be weird when we're old men talking to the young kids, like, yo, this is what you have to do. This is what the best of the time then was doing. And did, you know what I mean? So for me, you got some guys that, Wanted to, I think that I always preferred the old school way of doing stuff, like the yeah. old school guys, the way they used to train. Like to me, there's some boxers now, like they, they want to be all this high tech stuff, blah, 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 blah. But to me, the best of the best are always the old school guys. Like it's all good that we can eat better now. We know certain things, the vitamins, that the vitamins that we need to take. 
But this guy from Robin, Robinson and that, who didn't have that stuff, like, and they were still great. Like, Muhammad Ali was so great and he didn't have this stuff. So, to me, I always tried to learn from what the old school guys was doing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah. like, to find out what they used to do because they were the best of the best. And I, I, I kind of hope that we can continue to kind of keep some of that stuff alive and not do too much high-tech stuff. Yeah. Everyone wants to do this flashy, flashy pads and yeah, all that don't stuff. Let, don't yeah. let the old school regimen die off. You want to keep yeah, some of that stuff going. Yeah, we got to keep some of that there, man. We got to, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I always try to, to listen to the old guys that used to fight, the old guys that coach now, because I, I prefer... Cause they just know so much gems. Like sometimes yep. I would sit down with these guys and just let them talk, and you just hear the store, store, the stories of back in the days, man. So um, you know what I mean? I just yeah, I just hope a lot of other guys are doing that too. All right, yes sir, yes sir. Are you excited now for the way that British boxing is going? <clears throat> like yeah, like we're doing good. It's good to see that we're doing well and stuff, but. I'm biased, so I, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna be biased because I spent majority of my career in the USA. My like my best friends are from the USA. Like I like I love like I don't say I love the USA like, but like I just got so much love for the people there because they treated me like because I would be there for years and I would be on my own. I wouldn't have no family there. A lot of them would take me and say, "Yo, Ash, like come to my house, to my family, be there. I don't need to be on this." Your like your road and that. So for me, I always got it's it's bad to say, but I got more love for like the Americans than where I'm actually from because they've shown me more love than where I'm actually from. I, 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 I totally understand it. You you're gonna naturally migrate and move toward the yeah. people that actually so, made you feel. So good. it's nice to see that you know there's some Brits that are doing well, but you know I still don't think overall that they can mess with you know the Americans. It is what it is, isn't it? So hence this is why I always tell a lot of the British guys who box, go to America and do camps, bar these guys, learn of the guys. So so there. what's what's the problem? Why are they just now doing it? Like we've been saying that for years. Like if they want to find out how good they are, they gotta come see us. Yeah, yeah. But you know it is. There's some because I think we sell out the stadiums and stuff. They think, ah, oh, we don't need the Americans. We don't need the Americans because we get twenty thousand. That's gonna come to the thing. But that's because Americans have got other sports that are their main sports. That's why they don't get that. But boxing is not the make... biggest sport in America. Yeah, boxing is not, not the biggest sport. It's football, but, but baseball, the biggest... and then boxing is way down yeah. the line. Yeah, but if you were to make the <clears> money or get or get the respect in the sport, all the world champions of all the British world champions have all gone over there. Hatton, Khan, Ben, Lloyd Harnagan, like all of them. It don't matter who you are, you have to go over there. You gotta go, so, you gotta come over here, you gotta come see us, man. Even if yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. to even if it's not for a major fight, you gotta come over here and train so you understand yeah. what it is. Yeah, so um I but that's what I'm saying. I think for a while they kind of and I think I think uh, like Britain had like 10 world champions there. There was a time that Britain had more world champions as well, so they were like. We, we got our own guys over there. We don't need them. But I'm like, for me, I always say you have to go over there. And then we, you know what I mean? I always remember there, like, there was one there was one guy, there was one British guy. I was asked to fight him. And I said, boom, right now I'm not going to fight him because I can't go to camp in America. He was like, why? You have to go camp in America, blah, 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 to fight me. Anyway, don't think this 
this guy went to the USA like a few months ago. He's like, oh man, I had the best time over there, man. I was far with all these guys. So I guess because he was young, he don't know in it. But yeah. it's only when you actually go over then you get to spar with all of these big names of these world guys. Like, oh snap, this is like, I got to come over here again, in it? So, yeah, there's a lot of gems over here that you can visit, man. You got a lot of gems and a lot of people that you can spar man. with, man. It's a, uh, and, and here's the thing about America too. Even if you're in the amateur program, you still got to get in the gym with the champs. You still got to spar yeah, with Floyd because yeah. he's going to, Floyd is going to look around the room and call you out. Hey, this is why I always like Devin. Devin would, he, one, he would train, he used to train with Ray Jones, with Mike McCat, yep. so many like goats have just dropped gems on Dev. Absolutely. Like, this is why Devin, his IQ in the ring is so good because he's learned from the very, very best. And that's why I like his dad, um, Bill Haney, Bill. Yep. Because because yep. Bill surrounded him with so many top guys who knew the sport. So Devin, from when he was a teenager, like 13, 14, he's been around, he's been around the champs. So that's why Devin, he mentally, his IQ is up there. You know what I mean? If he goes on to beat the rest of the guys, I don't know, but I love the way that his dad has brought him through because he's made sure he soaked it up from the very best. He's, he's, he's done a very good job. Years. He's done a yeah, very good job with, with, with that. Years and all that. So I love, I love what Bill, see, that don't have, I love what Bill has done for his son. That's what dad's supposed to do. Absolutely. And, and took give, him, give your son the best chance. Took him, took him to Mexico too, right? And, and had him yeah. go down there. Well, and he, couldn't, he couldn't turn pro in the USA. Correct. He, his son wanted to turn pro. He was good enough to turn pro. So he had like his first like 10 fights, like over there, just getting wins and stuff. Just, yep. just, just building up, up his career. So um, I, I love what he's done like for him. So that's what I'm a, I'm a fan. Even then on, on the flip side, Javante, um, the team that Javante has around him, I love, I love their team. He's got um, the guy that uses um, he's got Cal Calvin, Calvin Ford, yeah, yeah, but he also trains with um, I forget the coach that used to train the PP to sons. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, the head hunters. Yeah, I, I forgot his name. Uh, Barry Hunter, Barry Hunter. Yeah, he's a very good <laughs> coach, man. He's he's another coach from over there who's unsolved. Them kind of coaches, I. I always wanted to do a, a camp over there because I just love the way these guys just just train their guys, man. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, even if they don't become world champs, they just have a belief in themselves. Yeah, and and I love the the, the calmness that they have. You know that they, they yeah, don't get overexcited. Family, it's a family, yeah, it's a family. Yeah, so, um, it's real calm. I, like they don't get overexcited about anything. They tell you what your job is, and they expect yeah. you to execute. Yeah. yeah. So um, and, and as well. It's nice to see so many guys working together and not having no ego. You know what I'm saying? The egos, they're there as a team. Yeah. But sometimes coaches don't want to work with other co coaches. But with Giovanni, with the over there, it's like three or four of them that work with a team of guys and it all works for them. So I like to see that as well because sometimes they just want to have one coach and the one coach like, oh, you can only train with me, you can only train with me. But you, as a guy, a guy who fights, you can learn from so many because di it's different eyes yeah so you can learn from yep. different things so um and everybody has a different I, I, I method like that about that yeah I like, the, I, like I like about that yeah i like the way calvin Ford. he says i'm about the 12 the 12 rounds i want yeah. you to be able to punish a guy for 12 rounds and he said the yeah. other coach that works with them 
he's about the knockout. He's about the pressure and the knockout. Yeah, so they come, see, I like that, man. So they, so, they combine. So, those, so those two camps are two of my favorite camps, but they both don't really get a lot of like love, like as coaches, like, oh, yeah, that's a good team, that's a good team. But Bill Haney's team that he's got around, I'm there, and I like, and I'm Javonte's team. I love to see Javonte's team, like what they do with each other. So uh, it's like, um, one of my favorite guys, George ben- Benton. George Benton? Yeah, George Benton. He was my, he's my favorite coach of all time. Just the stuff. He doesn't get a lot of credit either. He doesn't get a exactly. lot of credit. Exactly. I used to love him when he used to chat with Perk Pernell and them. Just yeah. the things he would say, I was like, man, this man is. He had all so those Olympic much. guys. He had all those Olympic guys. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So for me, that's what I'm saying. I used to watch a lot of those guys and just somehow I, I couldn't wait for it to come to the little break and just listen to what he's gonna say and just like you know what I mean like you know what I mean? just soak it up for myself, soak it up for myself, just hearing what he's saying to his guys like what they should do. Yeah, so, yeah, and George Benton, even when Pernell would be doing good, he would tell him, watch out for this now. Watch out. He said, you're doing good, but watch out for this. Yeah, watch yeah, out yeah. for this. Stay alert. Yeah. And I used to love hearing that because that lets you know that he's attentive to what Pernell was doing. And yeah, Pernell yeah. was a very was a very good boxer. Was a very good boxer. One of the yeah. best. One of the best. Absolutely. So I have a question I want to ask you because usually when I do these episodes about boxing, I ask as uh, people when they come on, can you name your top five Mexican boxers of all time. Great. Uh Mexican. Um, um, all right. So I'll put Chavez. Okay. Salvador San, San, uh, Sanchez. Sal- Salvador Sanchez. Sanchez. Okay. Salvador Sanchez. Um, Alex Aguero. He's not, he's not he's not Mexican. He's not no, he's Nicaraguan. Isn't he? So see, I have Canelo around fifth. Okay. I know they're trying. I know they're trying to hype, hype him up as being like the man now, but I have Canelo around fifth. So I got I got Chavez up there. Um Barrera. I love Barrera. Barrero could fight and box. And um Mark, see, you got Marquez and you got Eric, Eric Morales as well. See, you know what? I'm gonna put Canelo six. There you I go. Prefer, there you go. Talk that shit. I like Eric Morales, I like Barrera. Um, yeah, so um, I would put He's like six or ten. There's so many Mexicans that were so good. So I think they're trying to, they're trying to hide. Oh, he's gonna be crew to wait champ the super middleweight. It don't matter about that. Eric Morales, Barrera, these guys, even Chavez, these guys were in great fights and they fought everybody. Not they fought not, everybody. Fight him. They fought everybody. Not oh, I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna pick him. They for win lose. They I never, they I never heard Chavez, Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, Salvador Sanchez. I never heard any of these guys say I'm not fighting a Mexican fighter. I never heard any of them say that. Yeah, and you know what? There's a re. I, as Floyd says, there's a reason why he don't want to fight Benavides. We know that ben, Benavides. At the end of the day, he's saying Benavides. He might be. The best of the lot there. You got Eric, you got Benitez, and then you got Charlo. Like those two, I think he should fight. But Benavides is the one that he he he's very, very good. And he only lost his he lost his belt on the scales. So you should give him that fight because he was the real like WBC champ. Absolutely. I believe that's so, a um, fight that will make Canelo work a lot harder than he wants to. 
Yeah, and that and that will show his greatness. Like you want to be this great, like I'm winning belts here, belts, belts here. That's fantastic. And, and, and winning belts is fine, you know. Like if you can, if you can find. But no, you're to... picking the weak, weak, weakest link, though. And there's no disrespect, and I don't want, yeah, absolutely, because I don't want to be disrespectful to Callum Smith or Ricky Fielding, Rocky Fielding, or any of those guys. They're all good in their right, but I don't feel like those were the best guys in those weight divisions that could, excuse me, that Canelo could have fought. I don't feel like they're the best. Well, every division has a weak moment, you know what I mean? Every division, and I I think think that Canelo saw that. Absolutely. That's why. And that's why he said, I'm going to do it at that way and not at the mid, mid, mid way. He could have done it at the way below, but he yeah. didn't want to fight on, on draw, draw, draw day. And then you had Golov, Golovkin again. So, and even the Golovkin fight, I thought he lost the first fight as well, but it is. I think he is. lost the first fight. I, I say yeah, he yeah, lost yeah. the first fight. That was plain to see, you know, uh, yeah. Golovkin worked behind the jab the whole, the whole yeah, fight. The first fight was good. It was a nice fight. I thought Canelo won the re- rematch. Yeah. But I fought Golovkin and won the first fight, though. But yeah. that's the sport, you know what I mean? That's the sport. It's uh, it's sad that the sport is like this, <laughs> like, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change for now. Nah. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? think more of the fighters... Don't you think more of the fighters need to speak out, though, and say something about that? Um, I guess so. I guess... So. It, it, but I think there is a lot of us that do speak about it, but at the same time, it's the commissions and it's the promoters. It's... You know, what I mean, if you if you don't if you see that a judge has done wrong, he should be suspended. You know, what I mean, everyone can see, but a lot of commissions would back the judges. The judges, even if a judge does wrong or a referee does wrong, they still back them. And that is only the one time they went against it was um, Floyd and Canelo when um, the judge started the draw, and everyone knew it could never have been a draw. No, but this is what I'm draw. saying. So um. It's just sad that the sport continues to show itself to be um corrupt. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It's it's super corrupt. But I, 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 hopefully, in the future, we get more fighters speaking out and saying yeah. that you know that things need to change because yeah, you guys are putting yourself in a line of fire. You, you're you're taking the ultimate risk and being warriors and getting into the ring, and you guys yeah. are paying for it with your body. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for real, one hundred percent. You guys yeah. need to be protected more than anybody else. This is what I also feel. I feel that it should go from a three judge system to five judges and that there should be formal fighters on the, on a judge panel when they're, when they're doing it. what do you think about that? Yeah. But is there enough of us that want to do it though? Is there enough <laughs> of us that want to do it? That too. True. True. You know what I mean? Is there enough of us that want to do it? So like that is, like that is the issue as well. So, um, but that, they, I feel they know when they're doing wrong. At the end of the day, they don't want to upset the promoters because if they upset, but there's a lot of times you already know if you go to fight, if you're if you're the B side, you know to beat the A side, the judges are not gonna give it to you unless you win really well or if you get a KO. So it's like the ju- judges don't want to upset the promoter. So yeah. that means that the that means the promoter <clears throat> has a say on who's allowed to judge the fight. And so that means that they shouldn't have a say on who's allowed to judge judge the fight. Okay, okay. Because it's the promoters that paid the judges. They're financing the show. True, very, very they, true, very true. Because if you don't like it, if you don't like a commission's um, judges, you just won't do a show in their vicinity. Correct, very correct. You just go to another state or another yeah. kind of country. So yeah. it's like everyone falls in line 
because you don't mess up the money. Okay. Okay. When you look at, so when I'm looking at British boxing right now, I see Connor being on his way up. I see Josh Taylor as a very good fighter. I think that he's yeah, going to be yeah, a good, yeah. I think Josh Taylor is going to be a fucking problem for a lot of guys. Um, yeah. well, I, I it's like when those he moves two. Up away. It's when he moves up away is when the, the real fights go down because the, the big names are at, at the way, way above. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's when the fun fights will go down when he moves up away. Absolutely. Because I don't yeah, think Josh Taylor's like, what, 5'10, 5'11? He's around that, yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll hold the weight well. He'll be okay with the weight because he's got the height. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's going to be a really good show at 147. How do you think he fares against those other guys, though? Against like the Jerron Boutinis, uh, against the Arrow Spences and the Bud Crawfords? That's what I'm saying. That weight. <laughs> yeah, it's That's tough. What I'm saying. And you know, it is like oh, you got OTs there, you got this there. It's only a matter of time before they get their shot, too. The, oh, the, yeah. See, so the champions you have Spence, you have Craw- Craw- Crawford, and then you got Ugas. So, Ugas, I feel bad for Ugas because he's been forced to fight this talk tournament, like with the WBA. So, he's out of the mix for like a year. Like, he's out of the mix for like a year. I think there's like two fights he's got to do. With, with this thing, but um, which I think is some it, bullshit. By the way, I just want to say I think that's some bullshit. Yeah, it's not fair for him because he wants to fight Spence. He would like to fight Spence, but he's got to, he's got to wait now for a good year. So um, Ennis and with Ortiz, they're good fights, man. Like it's it's going to be interesting to see them with Crawford and Spence. But with Spence, I like Spence because I personally know him. But I just hope that. You know, he had the car crash and that. I just hope that he's 100% since then because we don't know how it's affected him. Yeah. So, um, and car crashes do a, do a number on you from what I know. Yeah, man. So he might be good in camp and stuff, but you know, just never know with them hard fights, man. So um, it, I just want to see Spence and Crawl Craw, and Craw for the fight because that could be a free fight thing. I would like them to do like a free fight thing because that would be I great if they could, if you could I pull think it, it off. It would be like one one and then it goes down, you know what I mean? And that I feel would make their greatness as well. And then you got Ernest as well. Like these guys are coming out of no nowhere. So, um, and this yeah, is gonna be uh, tough, man. He's gonna be yeah. tough. It's gonna, but the bad thing about the sports nowadays, guys don't like Yeah, it's weird, it's hard to get guys to fight each other. Why do you think it is? Is is you do you think it's because guys don't want to fight, or you just think it's the uh, the money is the biggest issue? It might be the money, like you. But the thing is, if you're getting paid so much millions to fight guys that that ain't really that good, if I fight a guy that is as good as me or is a threat threat to me, I want to get mad money. So in a sense, it's not really their fault, but. It's because they're paid so much to fight guys that aren't really as good as them. So when they do fight a guy that is a threat, they want crazy money, which isn't their fault, but it's because they've been paid so much to fight these easier fights. So um, it's just kind of how... And the thing is, to fight the Ennises or the Ortizes, you're not going to get no mad dog because they're not big names outside of the sport. Now like, that's a high risk, low sport. reward. Yeah. So unless they're mandatory, they're not getting no shot in that tie. tie. Yeah. But if I was them, I wouldn't fight fight them because these guys are good. So I'm not going to give them a voluntary when the money's not going to be crazy to fight them. So and they're going to earn their way to fight me. That's what I was trying to explain to someone about 
a guy like Sean Porter, if he didn't quit, he's not going to fight a Virgil Ortiz or a Bruce Ennis because of his cachet. He's too high up the ladder to fight those guys. And, and, and he's not earning, he's not getting nothing for it. Yeah. I look, that's <clears throat> why I think PBC knew he wanted to retire. So that's why they said, all right, cool. Go fight Crawford Cro- or Crawford, whatever happens, happens. So they knew he had, even his dad said he knew he was going to have to stop the fight because he knew that his son was going to retire anyway. So from when you know this is your last fight, Sean obviously didn't, he wanted to win, but he didn't care if he lost because he knew it was his last fight. Yeah, because I, he I heard, I heard him. One of the best. Yeah, I heard him. Uh, I heard him say in an interview that he wanted to retire after the Errol Spence fight, yeah. like he was done after that. Yeah, but, like, but so someone, men- someone told him that you didn't fight the last guy that was a top guy. Yeah, and he said, "Well, I just gear up one more, and then I'm out of here." Yeah, so from when your mind is like that, you can't go to the well again. You can't give your all, and even his dad said he knew from in camp. He was he wasn't going as hard as he normally did. Yeah, he so, said Sean was and, 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 Sean again, wasn't responding. That's another team that I love because I've seen them too going back to 2013. I used to spar with Sean before he was world champion. So I've seen them together. So Kenny, I like the way I don't think he gets his props as well, but I like the way if he wants something done. He wants something done. If you don't do what I tell you to do, he stops the sparring. Like, if he's telling, if you're his guy and he's saying, yeah, I want you to do this move. If you don't do the move, he will stop the sparring. Like, sparring's over. If you don't do what I tell you to do, the things I like that I I couldn't train with someone like that Mm-mm. for my mentality. Like, no. I, I can't do it. But I respect him as a coach that, I'm a coach. So if I tell you to do some shit, you do it. You know what I mean? So I respect him like that where he's like he wants if I'm if I'm telling you as a coach to do something, you do it. If it don't work, cool. But you do it. You know what I mean? So I like that he's very hands-on. I couldn't work with someone like that. No, because we would like be fighting. Like we that. would end up fighting. We would end up fighting. Yeah, 100 <clears> percent <throat> But I guess it works for them because they were father and son. So they right. they had that relationship all the way through. So as some people said that he disrespected Sean, Sean didn't seem to have an issue like with it. Sean was cool because Sean's been there before. Like I've seen, I've seen, I've seen his dad do it to him in the gym, like like stop the spark sparring and go at him. I don't like the way you're doing this. I don't like the way you're doing that. Blah blah blah. But it worked for them because they got to be world champion, two time world champion, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So it worked. So I, so I, so. You can discare and he's saying the way he's doing, but it worked for him. He got his son to be world champion and he trained his son his whole career. So he obviously done something right. All right. I think I know your answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Go on. Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. Who you got? See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) You know what it is? It's one of those fights, like days I see before... Sean, that's what, that's what I said before Spence got into the accident. I used to say a lot, yeah, that I think that I'm um, Spence would be too big and strong for um for him, blah, 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 blah. But then he's got into the accident now, so you don't know how he's going to be. And then Crawford, he just looks like his whole game is on point. Like, he just seems like all round 
he's everything just on point with him. And he's so smart. Like, it seems like he could do everything. So, at, at, at first... I Ashley, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Terrence is a bad motherfucker, man. I don't think people understand it. No, I used to underrate him. I didn't. I, I used to underrate him. That's a bad I motherfucker. I always thought that Spence would win because he's just too big and strong. But Crawford, I've seen that his whole game is just on point. So it's one of those fights. Some days I think that Spence would win. Sometimes I think that Craw Crawford would, would win. So I think it's one of those great fights where they could have like three great fights together because, it, you know what I mean? Depends who... Sh they could be... Depends who's they, who's on heat that day. Right, right. Depends on the day. I, I do think it is one of those fights that could go either way. Like yeah, someday, I, I feel like that's the fight that I feel like that's the fight that's 50-50 because somebody is gonna end up doing more than the other. It's gonna come down to will and determination when it comes want, down to yeah, those. Yeah, two. yeah, 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 yeah. Who's yeah. willing, who's willing to die in the ring like this? Absolutely. And and for yeah. me, I think I, I've said this before to other people, and I'll say it to you. I think that fight will be our uh, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Thomas Hearns in this era. I think that fight would make them great. It, I think that fight would make them both great. Absolutely. That, that's Absolutely. why it's sad that they are not fighting each other. Is like, you got to do, like, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Like, they're both a boss. But they both will make each other great because I believe they're great within themselves, but they will make each other. And the, they will make each other fight, go to the world, like dig so deep. I believe so. so. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, so that fight would be a great, that would be a fight that we would talk forever. I like lifetime as well as one of the great fights. And it's a lot of money to be made in that fight too, man. Yeah. Because yeah, like you yeah, said, it, it's gonna, it could he, end up being two or three fights in there. The only reason why it hasn't gone down because of egos. It's egos right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's egos. Absolutely. And they're both getting older. They're not young. They're not young. My only thing about that fight is that since the eye injury and going back to the car accident, I feel like if Terrence were to beat him, and I'm not saying that he will, but I'm just saying if, if by chance That's he did beat piece. Errol, they would say, oh, he only won because he was hurt. You know, he was yeah. injured and he had to deal with that. And then Terrence would be like, see, this is why I didn't want to fight him. Well, he's, I guess he's blessed with his life because he could have easily been gone. So, you know what I mean? It's like Spence is blessed with his life, man, because that was a bad, bad crash and he's still here. Absolutely. He's still a world champ, champion. So, yeah, 100, you got your family. That's the most important thing. He's got his family and he's got his health and then he can make like money for his family. So. And, and, and Terrence, to speak on Terrence, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he just stays in the gym. Yeah, see. And, and sometimes that plays a part as well. So you know it, you play. know it. You was around the greatest, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you was around the greatest. Plays, so sometimes that plays a part, man. So but it'll be nice for them both. And I've I've met Crawford. The funny thing is, I met Crawford once. Mm -hmm. And the one time I met him, I said, Yo, I thought, I thought you beat God, God, see ya, man. I thought you beat God, see ya. I was like, oh cool, that's not nice of you to say. You know what I mean? That's the first thing you just come up to me and say, Yeah. I thought you'd be Garcia, man. I thought you got robbed, robbed that fight, man. I was like, oh shit, that's nice for you to say, man. So um, like, it's, it's cool, you know what I mean? I'm gonna see for me, I'm from London, England, and it was always nice for me being in America and these guys who are world champions and that, like they I'm kind of before, I'm older than them, but they watched me on ESPN or whatever it is, and they always showed me respect and they always showed me love. So um 
that was always cool, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm you're, not you're, from there. And these are guys from respect. Yeah, but Ash, you're part of the brotherhood. You're a fighter. Yeah. So they're, they're gonna they're gonna welcome you in. The only re- only way they don't welcome you in is if you're a piece of shit. That's it. <laughs> am I am I lying? Yeah, am bro, I lying? Bro, like bro. I, if, I get with most guys over there, so like it's all love in it. It's, it's love. all love, bro. Like the only time you're gonna have an issue is if they don't like you because you're a piece of shit. Like that's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, Floyd, look, you know Floyd better than most people do. You got more to go off of when you hear, oh, Floyd is this, Floyd is that. These yeah. are people who are never around Floyd. You were personally yeah. there, you saw him take care of people. So yeah, the, people real, have bro. jaded opinions versus facts that you have. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for real. Very true, very true, very But that's one thing he always used to say. He said, there could be a day that I'm tired, I, I might not be in a good mood. And then the fan could ask me for a little snap. Oh, Fred, I can get snapped. The one day that I say no is the day that I'm an arsehole, but you don't know what's going on in my life or what stress I'm going through. You, Absolutely. you might just get me on a bad day. Like, Floyd takes loads of snaps of people, but you might get me on a bad day. You know what I mean? And then I say no, and then you're like, oh, Floyd, I saw him the one time, and he was not also. But there's most people who meet Floyd, they say he's a nice guy. So Absolutely. And, 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 and but, but he's human, though. Like, everybody's, yeah. everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a bad day. And as well, you have to think if you're, if you've made, I don't know, like close to like a billion bucks, you're, you're not going to be the, like the everyday man. You know, it's impossible for you to be like the everyday man when you're so fake, famous and you know what I mean? You just, you're not. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You, but, you, you, know, you got, you got more money. You, you got shit yeah, to do. You but, got, you got tons of nice shit. it's nice to see that he, like, from when I joined Floyd, what, it was eight years ago, I think, he still got majority of the same team around him. Like, a lot of his family and friends, he's helped them to open up their own shops or stores or, or start their own their own thing. Like, his ex-girlfriends or this and that, if they wanted to do something, he, he, he helped them to do it. Like, you know what I mean? So he's, he's helped a lot of folks in the community. And then, even if you, let's say, he helps out certain guys. They let's say if Javante, Javante now is a star in his own right. He helps out his community now. He's able to do that because of how Floyd has helped him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it it's like it passes on. Like you help one man, you you teach him how to fish or whatever it is, then he helps others. So Floyd, through Floyd, so many have been shown love. Yeah, yeah. I heard at one point Roger Mayweather told him, I gave you all the game I had. Now you got yeah, to give it so to the rest of the young boys. Yeah. See, wait, I'm trying to charge my phone. So. No, you good. You good. You good. Yeah, I heard he had that conversation. And now you see Floyd through through those words. Now he's giving the action, like you said, through Javante Davis and so yeah. many others. He's been putting he's been putting those things to work, whether it's through boxing or helping them out economically and helping them stay established and take care of their families, man. I I, I love I love to to hear those type of things about Floyd. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he he's done he's done a lot of good, but see, there's a one thing he always I like that he says. He always kind of it's a black thing, but I guess people in the sport don't like to hear it. Like, why does it have to be black? But he like he likes to help out black fight like guys because he knows a lot of times that promoters have shitted on us that's a so fact he always tries to help out like the black guys that had it hard and 
That's what I'm saying. Like when you used to look at our team, it might even still be now, like 99% of it's a black team. It's, it's like bear is like blacks. I don't know. You got Ronald there, who's European. Who other than who else is there? That's what I'm saying. The, the whole team is pretty much black. So Floyd, he sometimes he says it, and I'm sure that some folks they don't like he'd be saying that, but he likes to help out black guys because he knows promoters like. He knows that Bob Arum, he don't really like to sign us too tough, you know what I mean? So he knows the way that promoters are and he knows yeah. that we necessarily, we have it hard. From, from so, what I from what I understand about Bob Arum, he doesn't sign a black fighter unless it's the best ba- black fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Floyd's the other way. He will, he will sign, that's what I'm saying. Floyd, will, he signed Javon A. Cool, but he will sign guys who ain't the best but he just wants, he, he might just like you or he might say, you're a good fighter. You might not be the best, but you're a good fighter. And he's like, I just want to help you. So he would just sign you just to be, he might just like, he might just take a shine like to you. Yeah. You know and, and, and part of that is to make sure that you don't have to worry about making money. Now you can just go on box. You don't have to worry about having a job. Yeah. Yeah. You know what <clears> I mean? <throat> so um, it's cool, man. You can't, you and as well, you can't help everyone. You can't no. help everyone. No. So you can only do what you can. Yeah, it, it is what it is. You can't help everyone, but he helps who we can and stuff. You know what I mean? All right. Another question. The heavyweight division. All right. Yeah. Ty- Tyson Fury, for, for me, is he is that guy. All right. Yeah. Do you think that Usyk has a chance of, of, of whooping him? Um, with, I just think the size. I think Ty- Tyson's size is just too big. And um, I think AJ fought Usyk wrong. I felt that AJ could have won. He just... And I've been saying it for years. I believe that AJ should have um, been training in the USA and sparring in the USA. That's what I said, man. That's what I said. I've been I've been saying this for a long, long time. Um, it's it's been nice to it's been nice to hear that he's been chatting to a few guys who co coach over there. I was just in Dubai with um Banks. Who trains um Golovkin and Jack? Oh, okay, Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, and um Banks said that he's been speaking to him and this and that. He's interested in working with him, so he's in the line. I think that'd be a good fit as well. But I've been saying this for years. It's it's a shame because I feel feel like years ago he should have been in it. Like let it's all good. AJ wants to be loyal. Did Floyd also offer to train AJ? I think Floyd has, but. I think Floyd don't have the time as well, so it's all good. Floyd wants to, but Floyd, it's not. He's not going to be in camp with you for three months. Nah, because he he's, yes. he's he dibbles and dabs with. He could live his life. He's lived yeah. his life. He's all yeah. over the world. So and then he he messes around with Devin you. Haney, J- uh, Javante. He'll drop yeah. some gems on you. Floyd will come in and drop some gems gems, and you be around you yeah. for a day or two. Then he's gonna bounce. Yeah, he's got he's got shit to do. Yeah. But um, I feel AJ. I could have Lennox Lewis. Sometimes, like you have to move from coach to coach, but AJ he want he wants to be loyal and this and that. But in this sport, you gotta put yourself first. And um, like I just feel that AJ has all the attributes to be great, but I feel like he should have left his team like years ago. That's just. Do me. you think he should leave them, or does she? Should he just add someone on to the? I think he should team. leave them. He's been at them. He's been with. Robert, since the amateurs, he won the gold medal with him. Like, come on, he was your amateur coach. Like, he was a former pro cool. He fought for the world belt. But 
I believe that I I I still believe that AJ has got greatness in him. I know he wants to go down as a guy who fights everybody, like blah blah. That's good, but you still you can't do it on your own. You have to have a team. This sport's a team. It's all about a team. It's all good. We're yeah. going out there to fight, but the preparation you do is what prepares you for war. And I just believe that um, if he was in America, he would have lo- learned a lot of tricks. He should have gone in there and roughed up Usyk. Not uh, tried absolutely. To- so this, so this is what I'm saying. This is where his team showed that they're wrong. He tried to box a boxer. What the fuck you're was? A big, you're a big strong man, and you're trying to box a boxer. So that there alone, you would get sacked for that. You would yeah. get sacked for that because yeah. I and and Roberts in the corner saying you're doing well. So Roberts to blame because he's lying to you. Mm. Because so, I said, I said by the third round, I was like, what is he doing? Cut the ring said, off, man. Cut the ring I off. I believed he could. I believed he could have stopped, stopped. And you have to think, Derek Chisora done good against Usyk because he went towards him and he made it a fight. I believe he could have, if he, if he went towards him and he made it a fight, I think that AJ would have won. But this is what I'm saying. He doesn't have the right team around him to prepare, prepare for that. So... I, I believe he needs to train teams. That's to, what I believe. He needs to, to be honest, before before that fight, after that fight was made, the months leading up to it, I said Usyk was going to win that fight. I said that. I said that on one of the podcasts. I was like, Usyk is going to win that fight. I think Anthony Joshua is going to come in there and take him for granted, and Usyk is just going to pick him apart. Mm. And that's pretty much what happened. I don't understand what made him think that he could outbox the, the boxer, the pure well, boxer. you know it is? I'm not, I'm not going to name it. It's because I don't think it was Robert's fault why he did that. He's I see him on the pads a lot of times where he's got a coach that um helps him to box like a pad pad padman. So he's got a pad a pad man that mm-hmm. teaches him how to box and to be like loose and fluid, blah blah blah. So I believe that he put it in his mind that you cannot box him, that you cannot because that's the only <coughs> way that you're gonna believe that you cannot box him. If people in your team are saying that you can outbox him, no, no, you box, I, I, you bang the boxer and you team. box the banger. Floyd yeah, always yeah, said I that think, you bang I the boxer, you box the banger. Went in there and roughed him up and won. I that's it. That he could have won. I, that, that's well, that's the only way he can win. He has yeah. to go in there and make it a war. Because because yeah, if it were me in his camp, I would have just told him, "Hey, you gonna you gonna back him up and you gonna cut off the ring. He ain't going nowhere." Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You make him get a fight. You make him work. You make him work. You hit him to the gut. You make him slow down. You make them feet slow. So this is what I'm saying. American co- co- coaches, they would have told him that from the start. They would have told him so. Whoever's in his team saying that you could outbox you sick, they should get sacked. One hundred percent. I hear you. Sacked. I hear you. Because and- that's not AJ's strength. A- See, AJ to me. I believe like Evander, he was he was a guy who could go in there and fight if Bowie as well could big and strong work off the jab. I believe AJ could work off the jab and just make it a fight. He could have done that, he could have won. But I just feel that his the team he had around him, they didn't make him do it. So that's why I think I think that Tyson, if he fought Usyk, that's what I think he will do. He will rough him up. Yep. And he will beat him. He'd just be too big. Yep, he'd and, be um, too big. AJ's six- supposed to be too big as well. Yeah, at six at six nine, probably two eighty, three hundred pounds. There's no way he's gonna be able to do much with that guy. They, yeah. I don't think there's enough pot pot shot that he could do to 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 win a fight against Tyson Fury, at all. Yeah. But also, 
to go back on that when you say Lennox Lewis, the proof is in the pudding, right? Lennox Lewis, Vladimir, the Klitschko brothers, right? They all came to America and they worked with the who I think is the greatest trainer of all time, Emmanuel Stewart. Okay. Well, it, it shows it shows in it, but um, with, <coughs> with, with, with AJ, it's a big thing for him. He wants to be loyal and he wants to stay with his team. I understand that, but this game here, sometimes you got sometimes. Sometimes you can learn so much from a man and it's time to change. Yeah. And, and then, like you in, said in earlier. The in the heavyweight division, you've got to go to America. They've done it so many times. Why wouldn't you go? You've got to go over there. Like, it's, it's tried and tested. Even, even the greatest British world champion was in America. Like, so you, have to, you have to go over there. It doesn't matter if you want to be true. To, you have to, like, boom, like Rob. I appreciate everything that we've achieved together, but I think it's time that I move on. Like it's it's not no disrespect, it's not being unloyal. You just wanna you just wanna see how how much you can improve. And yeah. I still think that AJ can improve more. Oh, Maybe absolutely, you can see it. You can definitely see yeah, it. Yeah, he's got you it in him. He wants and the thing is he wants to learn. He's just gotta find the right coaches, but I just don't think he's gonna find that in England. I think he's gotta to go to America. You know what I I think I, I would have to agree with that. But I've been saying that for years, man, years, man. Like all Europeans, whether we go over there or y'all come to us, you gotta come see what it's like in these gyms. Cause the amateurs are getting in the ring with the pros, the pros are getting in there with the amateurs. We all mix it up because everybody's trying to constantly improve and evolve their skills. And, and that's the only way to really do it, man. 100 percent That's the only way to really do it. Uh, I like Anthony Joshua. I think he's a, a good fighter, but to stand in front of Usyk with the plan of boxing him was totally wrong. And, and, they, and they should have never told him after round two or three that that was a game plan. They should have told him, yo, go in there, cut the ring off, knock his head off, beat his hands up, beat his body up, beat up everything. 100. Beat up everything, make him slow down. You know what I mean? And he didn't do that. And then afterwards, like, like he said, he was coming over here to check out the trainers, which is good, but you kind of knew that beforehand. You kind of knew that he did, beforehand. He did. So he did. He did. He did. Who, who do you think right now would be a good coach for him? Um. See, I. <coughs> I like Jonathan Banks. You like Jonathan Banks? Okay. I like Jonathan Banks for him. Okay. I I like Jonathan Banks for him. Um, there's another coach that I've said in the past as well. Um, I can't. I can't remember, but I do think because I was chatting to Banks and I and I said to him that I do feel that you would help him. Like I do feel he would improve with you. Um, who else is there? But I was thinking Derek James. I was thinking Derek James. Derek James too. Derek James too. He he's very good. You know what I mean? Like Derek 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 James too. Like he sport for choice, isn't it? But you got to make the move. And I would. And I would want him to do camp in America, not bring them back over to England. No, stay stay in America, train in America, so you get the total feel for yeah. everything. Yeah. And, bring, and then just bring your next fight but over. You know what it is? The, the issue is because he's such a global star and he's got all of, you know, he's got all of these commitments. He's got to do this for that company, that for that company. So sometimes he's a bit business, isn't it? AJ's a business. Yeah, he is. He is big he's time. He's so big that he's a business. Big time. So, um... But that's what I'm saying. I would hate for him to not reach his full potential 
because of he's got all of these outside commitments. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. And I, I forget how old he is now, but he's still got a good three, four years left in him. And he wants to fight everyone. So he's got the mentality there, but you got to have the right team. Yeah. Do you think he should drop some of the weight or he, he should keep the weight? What do you think? Um, I, I think he came in lighter for the last fight with Usyk. So I think he should, like, put back on, like, more weight. As long as he can... But the thing is, he still got a bit tired. At the end of the day, it's his weight in it. Like, I just feel he just has to find a weight that he can perform to his best. You know what I mean? When you're so big, you're going to get tired. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You're going to get... It doesn't matter what you do. He's marked, he's going to get tired. But he just has to find a weight where he can compete for 12 rounds. And no, some rounds he might have to rest and come back strong in the other round. But he knows that. You know what I mean? Like, there might be one round, you move around and just use your jab. And then you come back and go to war. Like, you know what I mean? But sometimes, this is what I'm saying, Lennox Lewis, he was smart at just using his jab and just just range finding. Just using that jab as a glitch code too. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel was smart at at teaching them that. You're a big, strong man, range find, right hand, left hook. You don't, you know what I mean? Sometimes it could just be the basics. Absolutely. Because you because you're so big, you just have to know how to use it. But Emmanuel was a master in the game. So I think AJ has to go to one of those guys like that in America who are very smart and can can teach him to use his his size and his strengths. Do you think uh, on a subject of someone else, excuse me, <clears throat> do you think Deontay Wilder? Should stay uh, in the boxing game because I heard he's hearing about retiring. Um, I don't want to see him retire. I wouldn't want him to see him. He's lost to one man. He could fight. Um, who's that? You got White there. You got AJ. You got Usyk. Like um, you got um, Ruiz. Um, Joyce. Like there's so this fighters there back in the seventies, the eighties, nineties. Everyone for everyone. Yeah. Like yeah. Ray Mercer for everybody, Tommy Morrison for everyone. Like these guys, for it's sad. These guys lose one fight or they lose to one man and then their whole world falls apart. I, I think that might have come with the whole Floyd syndrome, man. You know, he went 50 and 0, so everybody thinks that they got to go 50 and 0. A yeah, loss doesn't a saying. loss doesn't define your career, though. Every, someone got to win. Someone has to lose. One-off. Look, Muhammad Ali. Lost like five times. Mike Tyson lost like five five times. Like Eric Eric Morales, he's an all time. He's a great as well. Absolutely. He lost loads of time. Barrera, like Hagler, like Pernell, like great fighters lose, but they fight everybody. That's why they lose. Like they fight so everywhere. That's what makes them great fighters because they exactly. fight everybody. So this is what I'm saying. It's sad that this generation. Like, they're losing one or two fights and then their whole world falls apart. Man, it's just a loss, man. That's what comes with the yeah. business. But Someone has to lose. Thing. Because they're protected all the way to becoming world champion, that, like, back in the day, you had it, a lot of them, they had it hard on the way up. They would maybe lose one or two on the way up. So it was whatever. But nowadays, these guys get protected until they're world champion. So when they do lose... Like their like their mind goes because they, they, they don't know how to, they've never had to cope with it. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's best to lose if you're gonna. It's best to lose because before you become a world champion, so you you felt that hurt. That you know what I mean? Yeah. And even if, even if it's not a loss, at least put them in there with the hard fights. Let them get the yeah, hard yeah, fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they understand but what it is saying, when they're in there. Sometimes these guys they have a hard fight and they lose, and the judges say they win. So then you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just crazy, man. But what do you think about uh jo- Joshua Boatsy? I think he's. I think. I think he's got some ways to go, but I think he may turn out to be a good. Uh, a good. Friend. Nah, Joshua. Um, I met him once, and um, he's a nice guy too. Um, I. F- I think. I think he's gonna be a world champion, but again, it, it's hard to see how good these guys are gonna be until they're actually there. So I okay. think he has all the attributes to do well, but I believe he's gonna be a world cham- champion, like maybe within the next year or two. Like within two years, yes. But a year to two years, I believe he'll be a world champion. Okay, because it's a great weight division as well. Oh man! Oh man! A yeah. uh, light heavyweight yeah. is, is super good. Yeah, you, yeah you got, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> uh, you got better BF who fought not uh, was a couple of days ago. Yeah, you, so you, he's gonna have to beat one of the big boys. You oh know yeah, what I mean? you got Bivol. Good weight division right now is fire. Yeah, yeah, he's got some ways to go. They're gonna have to uh, make sure that they bring him along correctly. But I like the fact that he's uh, training with Virgil Hunter. You know. Well, this is what I'm saying. He's gone over to the USA. Look, he's got a guy who's very smart. This and that. That's what I'm saying. Huh? He's a very smart coach. So he's he's doing... This is what I'm saying. He's doing it the right way. Bounce. Yeah. yeah. Going over to the USA, getting that USA work, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm saying. So it's nice to see more guys are doing, doing that now. And that's what I'm saying. I was one of the... I was... I was I was before the wave. I was before it was cruel to do that. Yeah, but you knew what it was, though. You knew you yeah. knew the only way to gain some real respect and and, and yeah. for people to respect your talent is to come over here and, and show and show that you could do it. You know. Yeah. So it's good. So that's what I'm saying. He's got a good coach, getting good work. So it's only a matter of time before he is a world champion. Absolutely, man. Ash, I could sit here and talk with you for another yeah, hour, yeah, so two good, hours, so good, man. So good. So good. But I want to end it right here, man. I want to end it right yeah. here. And hopefully we can yeah. link up in the future and talk some more about some more boxing, All right, man. man. All Good right. The yes. ladies and gentlemen, this is Full Profits Podcast, in addition with Clean Breaks and Ashley Treasure Teofing. I appreciate you, my guy. Yo. Yes, sir. We are done here.